Sure. 
Same God, never fail. 
I will, Lord, because you are great. No matter the circumstance, Lord, you are ever-changing, Lord. You don't change, Lord. You're never-changing, God, that we serve. Lord, yes, I will. When times are rough, Lord, I will proclaim, Lord, the greatness of our God. Yes, I will. All the earth is going to shout it out. Amen. You give light. You are love. You bring light to the darkness. You give hope. You restore every heart.
Hallelujah, hallelujah. Give him praise and say thank you. Great, great, great are you, Lord. Great is the Lord. Oh, for those of you at home and those of you in the sanctuary, God is moving powerfully right now. We're taking communion tonight. So as you're seated, quietly be seated in that spirit of worship. And remember the words of the Lord. In the night that he was betrayed, he took the cup and he took the bread. And he told his disciples, this is my body. As he held the bread. And he said, which is given for you. He gave thanks that he was going to die. He gave thanks that he was giving up his life. And he said, do this in remembrance of me. They used to do it in remembrance of leaving Egypt, walking away from captivity. But now he was saying, I want you to do this in remembrance of me because I'm giving you the freedom to walk away from captivity, from your sickness, from your disease, from your sin, from your life that was once lost. And when the people of Egypt were leaving and they did the Passover meal, God healed them by taking of that meal. Claim your healing. Kathy Tate was just telling me that God, the doctors told her, Kathy, I don't know what you're doing, but your diabetes is gone and your eyesight's great. And she goes, I know what I've been doing. I've been claiming my promise. So I don't know what you need right now, but claim your promise. Because he said, this is my body, which is given for you. Eat it in remembrance of him. Father, we remember that you suffered, died, and was buried. 
and on the third day you rose again. We remember that you died for the freedom of our sins. You died to heal our bodies and restore our lives. You died to give yourself up so that we might follow the same life and give up our life and take up our cross and follow you. So we hold this bread in giving thanksgiving for who you are. And we pray in Christ's glorious name. This is the body of Christ made the bread. He then took the cup and he blessed it and he said, this is my blood which is given for you. There's no redemption of sin without the shedding of blood. But he was the perfect lamb of God without spot or wrinkle, without blemish. And he said, and I'm dying for the sins of the world. And by my blood, you are healed. By my blood, you are delivered. By my blood, you are protected. By my blood, you are saved. By my blood, you are completely set free. So God, we claim the blood of Jesus. We claim it over all of us and over all of our children that some started school this week and some are starting that at the end of the week and some in a few more days. But God, we're just believing that, Lord, you're going to put your hedge of protection around our children and everyone on campus from the principals, the teachers, the support staff, the parents. Father, we're claiming the blood of Jesus over all of us. That, Lord, you continue to watch over us. We thank you for forgiving our sins. We thank you for meeting our every need. And we hold this cup thanking you for the blood shed at Calvary that set us free. We pray in Jesus' name, this is the cup of the Lord. You may drink of the cup. Go ahead and stand to your feet again and celebrate him oh yes he is you all are singing so beautiful tonight sing it out again
beautiful gifts, Lord, that you have given us tonight, Lord. The gift of your presence, the gift of your liberty. For your word says, Lord, the spirit of liberty. The spirit of the Lord is there is liberty. Thank you, Lord, for that here tonight, Lord, that we can breathe freely, Lord, because being in your presence is so freeing, Lord. Thank you for tonight, Lord, in this time of worship, in our time of communion with one another, Lord. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Give them a shout here tonight, church. Will you just celebrate what the Lord has done in our time of worship? Amen. Amen. Hey, church, and while you're still up, and how about we uh, greet one another and just thank the person next to you, maybe to your right or to the left, for being here tonight. Excuse me, Javier, you're in my spot. Good evening, church. Hector, can we get uh, Javier's mic unmuted? He's on Kristen's mic. Good evening, my family. Church, what a beautiful time of worship tonight, amen? Amen. Church, it was so amazing. I think they heard us out in the street, and I'm telling you, you guys came to handle some business. Amen. So, hey, church. Yeah, you go ahead and get that one, bro. Thanks, man. Hey, church, we just want to just uh, catch you up on a couple of things that we've been talking about for the last couple of weeks, just as some, some reminders for you. Uh, church, I don't want you to forget, and we've been talking about it for the last, for the last couple of weeks, but church, it's so important that you guys get involved. Um, this Saturday is going to be that amazing uh, fundraiser for Under His Construction. Can we celebrate what the Lord is doing? In UHC and through UHC. Amen. Hey, church, uh, can we dismiss the, the young people? Youth, go ahead and be dismissed. But we're celebrating what the Lord is doing through UHC and in UHC in this community. And this Saturday is going to be our, our opportunity to really demonstrate how grateful we are for ministries like Under His Construction. But this Saturday is for Under His Construction. And if you can make it, they're... Uh, annual fundraiser, their ninth annual fundraiser is going to be here at New Beginnings. And so doors open at 5 o'clock. And so church, we invite you to come in. Number one, the fellowship, the time of fellowship. But most, most importantly, church, honestly, your financial support would be greatly, greatly appreciated. Absolutely. And I would have started earlier, guys, but I was in Mike's spot. So we had to switch real quick. Apologize. Hey, man. I'm it happens. You guys know about that. Right? <laughs> guys, I know exactly where you guys sit every Wednesday yeah. and Sunday. I see Tomas every there. Every time there, I tried sitting there in Tomas's spot the other day, and he just stared at me until I moved. So, Tomas, I'm sorry, brother. It won't happen again. <laughs> CEC sign-up, guys. Today is the last day for sign-ups. Classes start this week. It's a really great experience, guys. I would recommend if you guys haven't taken a class to do it, there's a variety of classes for everyone, where, whatever age, wherever you're at in your life. Um, and you know what, guys? I've grown up in the church, and it, you never stop learning. So, you know, whether this is your first year here or your hundredth, I would recommend to sign up. Today is, again, the last day. Classes start this week. 
Information about startup dates and times are available at the sign-up tables in the foyer if you have any questions. And once again, guys, we would really recommend that you check it out. My neck was getting tired. <laughs> Looking at you, Javier. <laughs> yeah, there, there we go. This is nice. The church. Well, I, you know, I've always, I, I've always known you've looked up to me, Mike, so, you know, it's all right. We want to encourage you, church. To go ahead and sign up for those classes, they're just an amazing, amazing time uh, with, your, with your instructors. Hey church, sisterhood, ladies of the church, where you at? Amen? Sisterhood is thriving, and sisterhood, man, it is powerful. Sisterhood, and ladies, if you're not involved, ladies, I'm telling you, sisterhood is... Mm, it's sweetness. And so church, ladies of the church, bring somebody with you. I'm going to challenge you. And Sisterhood is going to be actually this Saturday, the 5th at 10 o'clock in the morning. Ladies, if you're a part of Sisterhood, I'm telling you, grab another lady. Grab a hold of one of your comadres or one of your cousins or maybe your sister, your mom. Bring somebody with you that you know needs to be ministered to. Bring them with you. It's such an amazing time. Our speakers are anointed, anointed speakers, family. I am telling you. And guess what, church? The sisterhood is not just involved just on Saturday mornings. Actually, on the 18th, they're going to have a movie night on the 18th. And so we want to invite you to register for a movie night. They're going to be showing the war room in our NB Youth Rec Room. It's this huge screen that we have in there with this awesome sound system. So I invite you, church. Bring somebody with you on the 18th because it's completely free. So invite somebody you know. We do have limited availability, limited seating. is only 100, which is still a lot. But church, I'm telling you, sign up for that. And how can you do that? What, what, how, how do we sign up around here, Javier? That's right. The she QR beat me to code. it. See, my girl's on there. Take the mic, man. <laughs> the, QR code, the, the QR code is behind me. And you can sign up for baptisms, child dedications, anything that we ask you to register for, click on that QR code, pop it up, bring up that, that link, and then you just sign up, and it's completely free, so I invite you to sign up for that, because it's so important for us to get involved, men of God get involved with the men of, with, with men of New Beginnings, women, sisterhood, youth, young adults, they're going to be meeting tomorrow, young adults, in room 106, All right, what time, Javier? 7 p.m. At 7 p.m., right? Ages 18 to 25, so if you have, if you have a passion for, for the next generation, well, the one that's right behind people like Javier and I, hey, bring them to young adults, right? High school, right out of high school and through their college years, it's so important for them to stay connected into the word. Brotherhood. Amen. Oh. Brotherhood. You know what? He got the great cheer for sisterhood. Let's try that again, man. <laughs> Brotherhood. All right, here we go. Men's Retreat is a month away, gentlemen, September 8th through the 10th. Yes. We're going to be at Lone Tree Ranch in Capitan, New Mexico. That's right. It's going to be a phenomenal time, guys. Um, yeah, men, bacon. Now that we're men. Now, yeah. <laughs> what could go wrong, right? I mean, <laughs> anything could happen. You never know. <laughs> Registration hey, is open. It is. It, it's open. Guess what, guys? We have a total... Uh, Maximum number of 54 registrations that we can take because there's only 54 beds and we have 41 signed up already. Okay, and it's September 8th, 9th, and 10th. And so I urge you, my brothers, if you want to sign up, come and talk to me. 
Okay, come and talk to me, talk to Pastor Richard, talk to Brother Tomas. If you want more information, you can always go to our app and find out what that retreat center is like because it's, it's pretty much all-inclusive, right? They give us our meals, skeet shooting, horseback riding, uh, bicycle riding, there's hiking, there's even fishing for those guys that like to fish. Javier, that's your department. Oh, yeah, definitely. You know, I, I went fly fishing the other day, and uh, I could almost see the fish in the picture. If you zoom in close enough, you could actually <laughs> see it. But uh, I know, you know, we've got some phenomenal fishermen here. Just some guys that want to get together in fellowship. And that's something that we don't really see in today's society, guys. So I would really encourage you to be there. Uh, come experience your, your brotherhood with the other men of God here in this church. And really gain uh, just that tight-knit fellowship that we know that we can have here. Amen? That's right. And, and thank you so much, church, for your, for, for your, your, for your participation in what we do around here at New Beginnings. That means flipping on the light switch, right? That means drinking the water fountain. That means the CEC committees, the movie nights, and then outside of the building, the impact that you and I are making because we're so faithful in our tithes. Because, so can we celebrate what you and I are doing, church? I always, I never want to miss the opportunity to celebrate it. We have to celebrate it because that's always a win. That's always, always, always a win, what you and I are doing in the community. And thank you. And if you want to get involved, maybe you haven't been involved yet. The ways to give are behind me on the screen or in front of you at home. You can set it up. It's fast, safe, and secure, church. And if not, you can drop off your tithe in one of our tithing boxes at the doorways here in the sanctuary. We say we thank you so much for that, for your faithful giving, and always going above and beyond the tithe. Thank you, church. We love you. Now we turn it over. Speaking of boxes, if you want to get off yours, we'll let Pastor Richard come to the pulpit and give his message. I needed my oxygen mask. I was so high up there. (laughs) Welcome, Pastor Richard. Welcome him, church. Come on. I don't need a box. I am a box. (laughs) Hey, guys, it's such a... Man, you guys were... It was like a choir of 250 people tonight, man. It was amazing, guys. You guys were awesome, awesome, awesome. Hey, I'm doing this uh, series on the Ten Commandments, Ten Values for Strong Families. And... um, we're dealing with a subject that some people are like, oh my gosh, I don't steal, I don't steal. Because we're looking at verse 15 of Exodus 20. And in Exodus 20, verse 15, it says, you must not steal, thou shalt not steal. And tonight, right before church, I was greeting a bunch of people out there. And this mother came with her two kids. And I go, hey, I just have to let you know your children stole something the other day. And poor mom, she went like, what? And the kids are looking at me like, what? And I go, they stole the little piece of my heart. And she goes, oh. She was like relieved, like, oh, thank you, kids. You know, and the kids were like, man, you know. But listen, this is some serious stuff here. God is saying you should not steal. You should be gaining things the right way. If you want something, gain it the right way. So God, help us to really understand in your word how you want us to function so that we honor you in the things that we have. I pray in Christ's name, amen. You see, there's a lot of ways that we steal that we don't think we're stealing, yet we're stealing. And one of them is we steal by just 
deceiving customers. If you are have a have maybe a garage sale or you might have a business or you might be a salesperson and and you're you're there deceiving people and you're telling them something that really isn't oh this this is an antique it's uh it was made in 1842 you liar it says made in china in 2012 you know what i mean but sometimes we try to tell people something that really isn't and we're trying to tell them something and we're deceiving our customer some people advertise and they just say it's the hook it's the bait they come looking for something you have a sale but you only had one of them and you knew it but you advertise till we sell out well you sold out immediately because you started without even having it in inventory you're deceiving you're lying to your customers. You're not doing what's right. In the book of Amos, chapter 8, verse 5, it says, you can't wait for the Sabbath day to be over and the religious festivals to end so you can get back to cheating the helpless. You measure out grain with dishonest measures and cheat the buyer with dishonest scales. Shame on you. You're deceiving the customer. You're saying, oh, no, look. Look, you're getting a whole pound of, of beans, but you rig the scale and you're only selling them three-quarter pounds, but you're selling them at the price of a pound. And whatever it might be. So make sure you're not stealing by deceiving customers. Another way some people steal is we steal by defrauding the employers. Defrauding our employers. Maybe you work, we're supposed to, we get paid usually a full-time job is an eight-hour job. But nowadays, an eight-hour job, you're very fortunate if you get six hours out of your employees. Because let's say you have to sign in at eight o'clock, but you end up getting there at 8.20, sometimes as late as 8.30. And then when you get there, an hour later, you're taking a 15-minute break but it turns out to be a 30 or 40 minute break. And then all of a sudden you get your lunch hour and your lunch hour, you only get half an hour for lunch and you come back an hour later. Those are all deceiving and defrauding your employer. You're lying, you're lying. Or you're saying, I put in overtime when you didn't. You're not even putting regular time, let alone overtime. And you're lying about these things. And you lie about how hard you work and, oh man, I worked so hard today. Well, you showed up for a long day, but you didn't work. You see, that's defrauding, that's stealing from your employers. In the book of Colossians chapter three, verse 23, it says, work willingly at whatever you do as though you were working for the Lord rather than for people. Man, when you're working for the Lord, I'm telling you, if the Lord was there, man, you'd be going out of your way and make sure, hey, Jesus is watching, Jesus is watching. Guess what? Jesus is always watching. So work is unto the Lord. Man, that's when they go, man, you're a good worker. Well, I'm doing it for my Lord. Another way that we steal is by delaying payments. Uh, here it goes. When you're supposed to make your payment on the first and you don't end up making it till the 5th or the 8th or the 12th. 
or the 20th or the 29th, and you're making your July payment today, but today's already August the 2nd. Now I just freak some of you out because you have barely made your July payment and we're already in August. You're like, we're in August? Oh my gosh, I was already 30, I was already 33 days behind. And that's, that's delaying your payment. That's, that's stealing because they're calculating that the money's gonna come in at a certain time and that's why it messes up a cycle so bad and that's why prices go up sometimes because they're not getting the revenue that they're supposed to get. And in the book of Leviticus, chapter 19, verse 13, it says right there, do not defraud or rob your neighbor. Do not make your hired workers wait until the next day to receive their pay. So if you're gonna pay someone that day, pay them that day. Oh man, I forgot to go to the bank and uh, you gotta understand, it's just that I, I, I can't get the ATM out because it won't hit my bank till the third, but it hits on the third and I can't even get it till the fourth. Well then why'd you hire me on the second? And why didn't you tell them that ahead of time? Because that's not fair to that worker and you're, you're defrauding them. You're defrauding your workers. You're defrauding your, your employees, and that's not right. And another thing we steal by is by defrauding on our loans. When you quit paying your loan, ah, who cares? They're rich anyway. Like, it wasn't even worth that much anyway. Ah, I bought a car for $2,000. What do you expect for $2,000? Whatever they sold you, you paid it. Here in New Mexico, you buy cars as is. They sold me a lemon. Why'd you buy it? It said right there, as is. It said right there, you could go check it out. It says right there, you could have checked it out and taken it to have a emissions or have, have a, a diagnostic put on it. Some people have their little diagnostic and they carry it with them all over the place. You know what? Listen to me. Some of you have loans and you go, I, I'd like if... Oh my gosh, like if JC Penney's gonna miss my payment. I know I charged a bunch of stuff for school. Okay, we got carried away and I owe them $672.92, but I, they'll forget it. And they'll forget it. And they won't come after me. Now, can you imagine if they would come after you? They show up at school. Okay, kids, strip. That's our shirt and our pair of pants. That's our skirt. Vamanos. Mom, they took my clothes. Yeah, I didn't make the payment. <laughs> Wouldn't that be messed up? But see, some people just don't care. I don't care if I have a loan. I don't care. At least talk to your creditor. If you borrowed money from somebody, don't just keep hiding. And then they call you and you're like, oh, they're bugging me. They just want what's theirs. It's their money. So call them up and say, man, I'm really sorry. I'm going through a tough time. You know, let them know what's going on. Oh, you don't understand. I had to have a head transplant and it's not connecting good yet. And so my old head had all the memories and now I don't remember. Who are you? <laughs> don't, don't come up with crazy stories. 
Tell the truth. Be honest. Be honest about your loans. Look what it says in Proverbs chapter 37, verse 21. It says right there. The wicked borrow and never repay, but the godly are generous givers. And another way we steal is by deceiving the government. By deceiving the government. In other words, pay your taxes. Pay your taxes. Or I didn't make that much. Pay me cash, that way I don't have to report it. Do all these things in the book of Romans chapter 13, verse 6 and 7. It says, pay your taxes too for these same reasons. For government workers need to be paid. And they are serving God in what they do. Give to everyone what you owe them. Pay your taxes and government fees to those who collect them and give respect and honor to those who are in authority. So he's saying, make sure you deliver. Don't rip off the government. And then he says, we also steal by defrauding the Lord. Not delivering to the Lord what we owe the Lord. It's called a tithe. It's called giving. It's called giving what we're supposed to to the Lord. Like, the Lord didn't give me nothing. Yes, he did. He gave you your job. I got my own job. He didn't give me nothing. He gave you life. If God took everything that's his, he'd take away his oxygen. He would take away his earth. He would take away. So there you'd be. Well, you wouldn't be. <laughs> you would be nothing because he is the creator of it all. In the book of Malachi, chapter 3, verse 8, it says, should people cheat God? Of course not. Yet you have cheated me, but you ask. What do you mean? When did we ever cheat you, God? You have cheated me of the tithes and offerings due to me. And some of us, the minute we get paid, we're looking, hey, so where are we going to go? Well, let's go out to dinner, and let's go watch a movie, and let's go get clothing, and let's go out shopping, and let's go, and let's go, and let's go, and let's go. Hey, where's God? Let's see what's left over. We're not supposed to tip God. Some people give more money to the waiter than they do to God. Some people tip 20% to the waiter, and they don't even tip. God, they don't give not even 10%, let alone anything else. So make sure you're not robbing. Make sure you're not stealing. Thou shall not steal. And those are just some ways that we steal that I've shared. So I want to say how then we could be honest, how we could really be honest and we could really do things the right way and we could do things the way God would want us to because we do things sometimes and we think we could get away with it. But man, God's watching. God knows what's really true or not. It's like, they hardly have any all-you-could-eat places anymore because only two people would play, pay and four people would eat. Or a lady would take her purse in, all fancy, all pretty. She'd open up her purse and she had a Ziploc bag in there. 
And she's there, I here's a chicken for my plate and a chicken for my purse. Here's a chicken for my plate. Here's a chicken for my purse. Here's some scoop of mashed potatoes for my plate. Here's some for my purse. Thank God no one in this church has ever done that, but I've heard about stuff like that. It's like, my goodness gracious, man. And then we wonder, I wonder why first closed. Because people were dishonest. It's like, man, I don't know about you, I miss furs. Listen, we need to be honest. And we're honest because, first of all, we're being watched by God. God's watching. It's like the man that pulled over on the side of the road because he saw a bunch of corn. And he goes, come on, son, let's go. And he grabbed a bag he had in the back of his car. And he goes, son, you look to the left. And, and in front of us, I'll look behind them to the, left, to, to the right. And the son goes, but dad, who's going to look up? And, and the father melted, like, wow. Don't you understand? We're always an example to people. People are watching. They're seeing how you handle things. They're seeing how you do things. Do things the right way. Remember, God's watching you. In the book of Job, chapter 34, verse 21 and 22, Job 34, 21 and 22, for God watches how people live. He sees everything they do. No darkness is thick enough to hide the wicked from his eyes. Ooh, did you hear that? So God's watching. God's watching. The book of Proverbs, chapter 20, verse 7, says, The godly walk with integrity. Blessed are their children who follow them. Don't you understand your children are watching? They're watching everything you do. They're watching how you do it. I'll never forget, we were at the store a while back, and my grandsons were with me, and... and this guy just in the fruit department just grabbed an apple and he's eating an apple. My grandson goes, Grandpa, can people do that? I go, well, they could do it, but it's not supposed to be done. And then a friend, I mentioned that in church, and a guy sent me a sign that was at Smith's that said, feel free to take any fruit you want and taste it. He said, bah, I guess. You know, he knew about it. I didn't know about it. But hear me. There's some people that, man, haven't you ever seen an open bag of Doritos? They're walking around the store, and then they just put it on the shelf. It's like, dude, that's called stealing. That's called stealing. What's wrong with you? See, God's watching us. And they have surveillance also. But now they're afraid to stop anybody, so they just don't let them go. The other day, I don't know if you read the paper or heard it on the news, but there was this guy at Dick's Sporting Goods, and he had a bag with him, and he's loading all kinds of sporting equipment in the bag. And he's just stealing right there in the open. And the sheriff of Bernalillo County, John Allen, goes, hey, man. 
put that back. He goes, who do you think you are? He goes, I'm the sheriff. He goes, yeah, right. And he tried to take off, and the sheriff, boom, body slammed him and put him in a hold until they came and arrested the battle. He didn't get his sporting goods gear. <laughs> he got a free room and board in the jail that night. <laughs> but it's like, what's wrong with people today? There was a, a, a viral, you know, on social media of this guy that was at Walgreens, walked in with a backpack and got seven bottles of liquor and got all kinds of pills and all kinds of stuff and just zipped it up and walked out like of nothing. It's like, that's stealing. What's wrong with you? And the people at Walgreens just didn't stop him because they're scared to death anymore. But guess what? They turned the footage over to the police and they caught the guys down the street and they had stole all kinds of stuff. Shame on them. Be honest. Get what you have honestly. Gain from God blessing you. Not because you're ripping people off. Look what the Lord blessed me with. No, he didn't. You stole it. Man, that, God didn't bless you with that. But see, some people say he blessed them because some people, when they're going to steal, they go, oh, hey, God, don't let me get God. God, God. Like, what do you think God's doing? Blind their eyes so that they can get away with stealing. God doesn't answer prayers like that. And if you get away with it, you go, thank you, Lord. God's going, I didn't have anything to do with that. I didn't aid in the bed that I wasn't aiding and abetting you in that. What's wrong with you? Man, people are something else, man. Just remember God's watching. Another reason we're honest is because we reap what we sow. You reap what you sow. Listen, we've got to remember that. If you sow stealing, don't be surprised when someone steals from you. When you do wrong, don't be surprised when it comes back. People say, what comes around goes around. No, Jesus said it this way. He goes, you reap what you sow. The apostle Paul wrote in Galatians chapter 6, verse 7, don't be misled. You cannot mock the justice of God. You will always harvest what you plant. So what kind of seeds are you planting? Are you planting seeds of honesty? Or are you planting seeds of lying and stealing and trying to get ahead by defrauding people and lying people and deceiving to people? And man, just remember, we don't do that because we don't want to reap a horrible harvest. We're going to plant good seed and good fertile ground. We're going to be do it right. We're going to do it right. I've shared some stories not too long ago. I bought some stuff, and they shipped me the stuff I bought twice. So I wrote them, and I go, hey, I'm looking at my bank account, make sure I didn't get charged twice. And I go, hey, uh, I'm just writing you about my order. They go, yes, sir, we already shipped it. Sorry if it's late. I go, no, you shipped it, and it came twice. They go, sir, we sent you what you ordered I'm like, man, you don't have to have a tone, man. What's up? I'm trying to, trying to be honest. I'm trying to tell you, you sent me more than what I bought. They go, sir, are you satisfied with what you got? I go, well, I'm more than satisfied. I'm trying to let you know I didn't pay for all of it. 
They go, well, we're satisfied that you paid, so God bless you. And I'm like, well, praise you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. I tried. I don't know if that lady was being lazy and didn't want to fill up the proper paperwork. All I know is I'm like, look what the Lord has done. Because I didn't rip anything off. I tried to let them know. Sometimes you try to let them know and they get all uptight. Like, don't get mad at me. Like one time I was buying a PlayStation game for my son. I was going to buy three of them. It was at Christmas time. And it was, I was in Houston, Texas, and at this particular store, it was buy one, get one free at this particular game. So I bought one. I was going to get another one, but I was buying a total. So I was, gonna, I was supposed to pay a total of two games and get one free. So I go over there, and I go, hey, don't forget, these are the ones that are buy one, get one free. They go, okay. So they charged me, and they only charged me for one, and they gave me two free. I go, no, it's buy one, get one free, so I have to pay for two. They go, sir, can you see the line? And the line was crazy. It was at Christmas. The lines were, and, and this was at Best Buy, and there was a bunch of cash registers. And, and I'm like, yes, but sir. So all of a sudden, when the clerk says, sir, the manager comes down, the one for the managing all the, the cash registers. They go, what seems to be the problem? I go, well, it's not a problem, but, but he goes, he said it's buy one, get one free. I go, yes, but I bought one. He gave me two free. What? I go, no, this is buy one, get one, this one free. I'm supposed to pay for that. You know what, sir? I don't know what you're complaining about. Just you already paid. We took your money. Get on your way. Look at all the people we have. And I'm like, okie dokie, Lord. Thank you, Lord. I, I tried. I tried. But don't do it hiding. Oh, good, I hope they don't catch it. Let them know. Because look what it says about greed. In the book of Proverbs, chapter 15, verse 27, greed brings grief to the whole family. But those who hate bribes will live. In other words, be honest. Be honest. Be honest. You'll be blessed for it. In the book of Proverbs, chapter 21, verse 6, it says, Wealth created by a lying tongue is a vanishing mist and a deadly trap. So don't lie. When our missionaries were in town, I took them to eat at a restaurant. And I hadn't been to that restaurant here in town. And I went over there, and the waitress was real sweet. And she's like, oh, hi. How are you, pastor? And I'm like, oh, I guess she knew I was a pastor. I don't, I don't walk around going, I'm a pastor, you know? And she go, I go, hello. And, and, and anyway, when it came time to pay, I'm like, well, she's charging me just for the drinks, not for the meal. So I go, excuse me. I go, is this correct? I go, we, we each had the buffet. And she goes, I know. I go, whoa. I don't, I, I just see four drinks here. And what's the problem with that? I go, well, I, 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 I think I need to pay for four meals. Pastor, God bless you. You can both praise the Lord. <laughs> I tried. I spoke up. Don't try to lie. Don't have a lying tongue. 
Because before you know it, know it poof, your blessing's gone. Another reason we're honest <clears throat> is because dishonest, dishonesty damages our character. When you're dishonest, people before you know it, hey, do you know that dude, uh, that lion no good for nothing? That thief, the one that's always trying to be crooked and rip you off? Yeah, I know that dude. I know that chick. Oh, my gosh. You got to watch her, man. She's fast. She's a fast talker. And before you know it, man, she works you out. And she, she just, man, before you know it, you're sitting there going, wait, what happened? I had, I had $30 and it's gone. Because they work it so fast. And you know what? They know how to work you. And they know how to lie. And they know how to get you. And before you know it, all they're known for is their horrible character that they're rip-offs. And next thing you know, everyone, oh, yeah, you know Richard? Uh, Richard the thief? Richard the con artist? Yeah, I know that Richard, man. He's a messed up dude. You know Ricarda? Oh, that Richarda? Yeah. I, I don't know what name. I just figure I'm going to use my own name and make it a female. Yeah, that chick, man, she rips you off. Don't be known for those things. In the book of Proverbs, chapter 10, verse 2, it says, Tainted wealth has no lasting value, but right living can save your life. Man, <clears throat> do it right. In the book of Proverbs, chapter 19, verse 1, it says, Better to be poor and honest than to be dishonest and a fool. Look, the testimony that I hear over and over and over especially people that were doing illegal things. I used to walk around with a pot of money, and I used to have a lot of money, and I had it, I had it. I go, what do you have now? Nothing. You should have seen the cars I have. Where's your car? They repoed it. I had to sell it because I was losing everything. Well, what happened to all the things you bought? That disappeared, man, because when you buy it with illegal money, Man, it doesn't last. But when you work hard, look, let's be honest. Those of us that work hard and honest, don't you have things that you know you don't even deserve and you can't even afford? You're like, how did I end up in this beautiful house? How do I have this nice car? How do I have this kind of nice clothes? Man, this guy here at church, knows I like these certain tennis shoes. They're called hokas, I think. Hoka, hoda, hoda, hoka. That's how much I like them, my hoka. <laughs> and, and he goes, Pastor, I found another pair of hoka for you. I go, really? I go, what do I owe you? Nothing, Pastor. I found them at the segunda. I found them at the secondhand store. And they said they were only used once. And I looked, they go, I don't even think they were used once. Not a, not a stain in the shoe inside from the sweat of the foot. Not a stain on the bottom. I mean, they look brand spanky new. And these shoes sell for like for $150. That's why I don't have them. I just, uh, yeah, yeah, I'm not going to pay $150 for tennis shoes. And so Sunday, he goes, try them on, Pastor. And I go, now? Yeah, there's nobody here anyway. There was, yeah, there was people but there I am in the mall. There's people walking around. I'm taking my shoes off, trying on tennis shoes. I'm like, wow. Yeah, I like these. He goes, they're yours. 
I go, what are you going to wear? He goes, I don't live real far. I'll just go get another pair of shoes. He gave me his shoes right off his feet. I'm like, wow, what a blessing. God seems to bless you when you give. Be a giver. Bless people with stuff. Let them know it's okay. Be a blessing to people. Don't be a fool walking around. I used to, I used to. Hey, you don't even have nothing. <laughs> You're there. Hey, man, can uh, they don't serve donuts on Wednesdays? Yeah. <laughs> I thought I was going to at least get a donut tonight. And they don't have anything. Another reason we want to be honest is God is going to reward our honesty. He's going to reward your honesty. He's going to bless you for it. Proverbs chapter 28, verse 20, the trustworthy person will get a rich reward, but a person who wants quick riches will get into trouble. Haven't you ever met the get-rich-quick guy, the get-rich-quick chick, that they're always hustling something, and they never have anything to show for it? How about... Matthew 25, verse 21. Because he rewards honesty. The master was full of praise. Well done, my good and faithful servant. You have been faithful in handling this small amount. So now I will give you many more responsibilities. Let's celebrate together. Yeah. And God wants to bless you abundantly. Bless you abundantly. So how then do we build our integrity? How do we get to that point that we're not going to be stealing, we're not going to be lying, we're not going to be deceiving, we're not going to be defrauding, we're going to be doing it right? Well, first of all, make restitution whenever possible. Make it right. And you know what, man? You know, I, I was stupid back then, and, and I, I defrauded you of 50 bucks, man. Here's $50. I'm sorry. Or you know what, man? I, I, I told you it was something that it wasn't. I told you it was a George Foreman grill, and that's, and that's really a Jorge Padilla grill. <laughs> yeah, make things right. Make things right. In the book of Luke, chapter 19, verse 8, meanwhile, Zacchaeus stood before the Lord, and he said, I will give you half my wealth I will give half my wealth to the poor. And he says, Lord, if I have cheated people on their taxes, I will give them back four times as much. You know why four times as much? That's how much he was cheating people. If they owed $100, he'd charge them 400 Like, man, what's wrong with you, dude? But you know what? There's people like that. Some of you know people like that, huh? Man, some of us were people like that. Thank God we're not there anymore. God changed our hearts, and we're making things right. Another thing we need to do is give God our full tithe. If you're going to be a man or a woman of integrity, tithe properly. Oh, well, I give here, and I give there, and I give here, and I give there, and I give here, and I give there. In the book of Malachi, chapter 3, verse 8, he says, Should people cheat God? As yet, you have cheated me. But you ask, what do you mean? When did we ever cheat you? You have cheated me of the tithe and offerings due to me. I jump down to verse 9 and 10. 
You are under a curse for your whole nation has been cheating me. Bring all the tithe to the storehouse. That's the church. So there will be enough food in my temple. If you do, says the Lord of heaven's army, I will open the windows of heaven for you and I will pour out a blessing so great you won't even have enough room to take it all in. Try it. Put me to the test, says the Lord. Man, I'm telling you, I've talked to people and people tell me all the time, Pastor, I started tithing and it's like freaking us out. We give all this money that we never gave that much before, and now we even have money left over. We're eating better than we ever have. We're dressing better than we ever have. We're driving a better vehicle than we ever have. We have, why? Because God opens the window of heaven and showers you with blessings, showers you. And last, what you really need to do is make a living honestly. Make an honest living. Make a living honestly. In the book of Ephesians chapter 4, verse 28, it says, if you're a thief, quit stealing. Duh, well, yeah. But if that's what you do, well, what should I do? He says, instead, there it is, instead, use your hands for good, hard work, and then give generously to others in need. So God is saying, this is what you do instead. This is what I want you to do. I want you to live honestly. I want you to earn honestly. I want you to be honest. I want you to have good character. I want to really pour myself into you that you could be an example and you could say, and when people say, man, how did you get all this? I've just been faithful to the Lord and he is massively faithful to me. He's taking care of me. He's watching out for me. He's looking out for me in every area of my life. It says that he will rebuke the devourer. You know what that means? That haven't you ever had money and all of a sudden you're like, man, I had 50 bucks. I don't know. I must have lost it. And then you backtrack and you go, oh, wow. I spent 50 bucks on junk. That was weird. Satan wants to come and eat away at your goods, and God has a way of rebuking the devourer, the one that eats away at your money, and you end up more, with more than what you started with. God has a way of taking care of you. But listen, he wants us to be honest. He says, you, may, you shall not steal. So make a decision to say, you know what? We're going to live right. We're not going to lie anymore. We're not going to cheat anymore. We're not going to run from our creditors. We're going to call them up and say, look, we got over our head. All I can give you is 10 bucks a month. And send them 10 bucks faithfully every month. Do what you can to make things right. Some of you have been stealing life from the Lord. He gave you life. That was his present to you. And your present back to him is what you do with your life. And you haven't given your life to the Lord. And he says, come unto me, all you who are heavy laden, all of you that are exhausted, all of you that are ready to quit, and I'll give you rest. So if you've never given your life to Jesus 
and you want to do that tonight, say, that's me, Pastor. Raise your hand. Just say, you know what, Pastor? I've never prayed to do that. Is there anyone here tonight that wants to do that? Well, then I want to say, praise God. Would everyone stand to their feet? And if you just want prayer, you might be going through a challenging time, and you feel like the devil's been stealing from you. He's been stealing your love and joy and peace, your patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. And you feel depleted. You feel like you're ready to quit. But God's word says, do not grow weary of doing good for in due season you will reap what you sow. So if you need prayer, make your way up. We'll pray with you. But sing this first part of this song out again and let's just celebrate what God is doing, what God has done and what God's going to continue to do. Sing it out, would you? Sing it out and just say, thank you, Lord. Jesus, for the uh, transforming, rather, Lord, the word that you have given tonight, Lord. And Lord, we uh, instilling this, instilling that, Lord, we're stealing from ourselves, Lord, the blessing that you want to give us, Lord. We're taking that away from ourselves, Heavenly Father. To mess with our integrity, Lord, and to mess with all these other things, Lord, means nothing, Lord, for the things that you want to give us, Heavenly Father. 
Lord. So we thank you, Lord, for that gift. Thank you for your transforming word, Jesus. The church, will you just join me, join me in song one more time as we sing out this declaration tonight together? Say, all the earth will shout your praise. Come on and say, oh, all the earth will shout your praise. Great are you, Lord, sing it. Great are you, Lord. Right, just one more time. Just bring it down and say, all the earth, oh, all the earth will shout your Our hearts will clap, these bones will sing. Great are you, Lord. Just one more time. It's your breath. It's your breath in our lungs, so we pour out our praise, pour out our praise, your breath in our lungs, so we pour out our praise to you only. Great are you, Church, can we celebrate what the Lord did tonight in your heart, in my heart, amen, and those watching from home, those that came up and asked for prayer, maybe you didn't ask for prayer, maybe you didn't come up and say, hey, I need prayer, but maybe you do, that QR code that's going to be popping up on your screen here in a second will allow you to give us a, maybe just connect with our front office and our prayer teams and say, hey, I need prayer in this area of my life, and I want to encourage you, church, to connect that way, and Remind you, church, that this Saturday is that time with under his construction. And church, let's be a blessing out there as much as we were blessed out here. Amen, church? You're dismissed in his name.